You're listening to the Earn That Body Podcast, episode number 287. Welcome to the Earn That Body Show with Kim Eagle. Kim is an award-winning personal trainer. She trains her clients all over the world online and is passionate about empowering people by getting fit and healthy. Welcome back, everyone. This is Kim Eagle, and wow, it's been a lot going on lately. I have to say I'm excited to be home. I was just in Berlin for a week, and I ran the marathon, and just wanted to say thank you to all of my followers out there who sent me so many well wishes and congratulations after the marathon and before. Thank you so much. It was an absolutely incredible week in Berlin. Gorgeous weather. I guess all that training in the Austin heat definitely paid off. The moment we stepped off the plane, it was like temps in the 50s, and that just felt like absolute heaven (laughs) and certainly great for running. Um, So along my journey, though, in this marathon process, I had really come into this sort of awareness. And I've discussed this many years ago. It probably comes up for me every time I run a marathon. But there's so many similarities in the journey of training for a marathon and having marathon goals in relation to the journey of losing weight and having weight loss goals. And to me, more than ever, I was coming up with again and again and again, oh, this is just like if someone was losing weight and how they would feel. Oh, this is just like if someone didn't hit their weight loss goal one week and how they would feel. And I was relating it to everything that I was experiencing in my marathon training when I would have a good day or a bad day out on the road when I was running and how I was setting my goals for my racing and how you all set goals for weight loss. And there's so many incredible comparisons. And I think it's because so many things in life take time. And so many things in life have a journey. And the reality is that nothing good in life, in my opinion, happens overnight. And I wanted to talk to you about a lot of these comparisons today, because whether you're trying to lose weight or whether you're a runner out there and struggling maybe with that, Doesn't matter if you're a runner or if you're trying to lose weight because what these comparisons are gonna show you is a lot about how to take a goal, make it effective, and not lose your hope when things maybe don't always go as planned as well. So there are 10 similarities in weight loss and marathons that might even shock you a bit. And also, I bet more than not, you're gonna go, oh, that's totally true. That is a great comparison, and you're going to really sort of start to feel better, I think, about a lot of aspects of these journeys, of these goals, things we struggle with, things we thrive on. But again, it's a process, and some so many times we fall off track in a process that takes time, and I just want to show you how to stay motivated. So we're going to talk about all of that after this. And now, it's time for the Eagle's Eye on Health. These are Kim's quick tips, latest health news, or piece of weekly inspiration. In today's Eagle Eye on Health, coming to you from Idea Fitness Magazine, they say that weight loss and mindset have a lot that go together. Imagine that. So, what they said was in a large-scale study of those who maintained their weight loss, 
The most successful individuals attributed their success to a mindset of perseverance and confidence, according to research published in Obesity, the Journal of Obesity Society. Now, one of the most impressive findings was how weight loss maintainers described perseverance in the face of setbacks, which is always such a big thing for weight loss, everyone. So just so you know, everyone has setbacks when it comes to weight loss. And so weight loss maintainers in this study saw setbacks as part of their successful journey. Setbacks were not described as failures. They were seen as temporary interruption in their path. And many weight loss maintainers described getting back on track at the next meal or the next day and measuring overall success based on long-term goals. The study included more than 6,000 members of the Weight Watchers group who had lost more than 50 pounds on average and kept it off for more than three years. In response to open-ended questions, participants described their motivations, their strategies, and their lifestyle changes. Now, I love this article because it's talking about people who were able to maintain their weight and how they did it through, or I shouldn't say just through, but by using these setbacks as not something to see yourself failing with, but rather as sort of something that is part of the process. Anytime we lose weight, we are gonna gain weight again, but that might be a bump up that's very temporary if you see it as a temporary setback that is just about getting back on track. Now, if you're someone who loses a bunch of weight and then goes out of town and you gain weight when you come back and then you throw in the towel and say, well, why even you know ever lose weight if I can never go on a trip because now I've gained all the weight back? Well, that's silly. You are gonna gain weight on a vacation most of the time. Half the time, it's just water weight. And most of that will come off in the first two days. But you need to be able to go on a vacation, gain a few pounds, and then come back, dial it right back in. That weight comes right back off. And you can't see that as a setback failure. You have to see it as just part of the process of maintaining your healthy weight. So your weight is going to go up and down every day and you're going to go through periods where maybe you gain a little and maybe you'll go through periods where you lose a little even under your goal weight range it's a constant shift it's constantly changing but you should never see those times of gaining weight as anything more than a temporary setback not something that you should just throw in the towel and be done with the entire process so you always have to put it into perspective. Okay, that really goes all very much so hand in hand with the topic today about the similarities between weight loss and marathons. So as I said, if you're trying to lose weight, you're gonna find a lot of this very intriguing and supportive and inspiring. And if you're trying to run a marathon or if you're a runner at any distance, you're also going to see this as very inspiring and how to handle some of these little setbacks as we just called them and how to stay inspired to keep moving forward. Now, probably the very first similarity that I found over the last four to five months that I've been training for Berlin Marathon, the very first one is this comparison that the fact that weight loss is a journey. Well, guess what? Running a marathon, it's so much more than just the race day. It's the journey just to get to the start line. It's a four to five month process. 
And honestly, I think you should see weight loss as a journey and a potentially a four to five month process. That is very dependent on how much weight you actually have to lose. Now for running, the four to five month program for a marathon you really have to like start from day one. You have to have a plan and hopefully you have a coach. I'm, I highly recommend you always have a coach, whether you have a running goal or a weight loss goal. It's really important that you have a coach who gives you a plan day to day so that every day you know what you have to go out and do. Now, when you have four to five months to train for a marathon, it's really up to you. You're gonna look at your calendar, you're gonna say this is my workout and you have a choice. You can say I'm gonna go out there and give it 100%. You cannot show up at all and skip the workout because you got too busy and you chose not to do it. Or you can half-ass it as well. You can go out there and say eh, not really feeling it, I'm just gonna go and see see how it goes. Those are options. Those are choices that you make daily, right? It's no different with weight loss. If you have, say, more than 10 pounds to lose, you should be looking to set your journey up at least for 10 to 20 weeks, meaning one to two pounds of weight loss a week. And if you show up each day and give full effort in your 10 to 20 weeks uh, on most days, you're likely gonna get to your weight loss goal a lot sooner versus later. If you half-ass it most of the time, you're gonna get a half-ass result. End of story. It's pretty much that simple. And if you don't show up more than not for your weight loss goals, meaning you stop food logging, you give up on weekends, you throw in the towel half the time, like it's almost like it's more than just half-assing it. You're just not really showing up the majority of the time. Well, you're not going to reach your goals, but that's a that's a choice that you're making, okay? Don't blame anyone on this one except yourself. And it's the same thing whether you're training for a marathon or training for weight loss. You have to decide how you want your journey to be. You're either all in or you're not. Now, of course, there are gonna be days that you're sick and maybe you can't train as hard or you can't train at all. There are gonna be days that you're sick that you can't eat at all and you can't work out and that's okay. Those are just some of those little setbacks that you get over the next day or when you can. But it is a journey and you have to see it as a journey. You cannot just look at your marathon goal time and say, that's what I want and that's all I'm gonna focus on. No, you gotta start in week one and build yourself up. Same with weight loss. Now the second thing that I think is definitely a comparison that they both are the same. Slow and steady wins the race, guys. It wins the running race it wins the weight loss race. So when you're running and you start off your journey, your four to five month journey, right? Say it's a half marathon, maybe it's only a two month journey. You have to start at the beginning of the program and you have to build. You're gonna start with fewer run days. You're gonna start with slower speeds and you're gradually gonna add run days and quicker intervals over time. What you don't wanna do is just start running your first training day at marathon goal pace. You're not there yet. That's part of your journey to get to your marathon goal pace, but likely on day one, you're not there. And if you try to skip ahead and you try to cheat the system by just running fast straight from the start, you're probably not even gonna make it to the marathon because you'll be injured. And that's what happens when you go too fast, 
too hard and you don't do a proper build. You've got to go slow and steady. Now it actually goes for the race as well. And this is something that I have learned and it's taken eight marathons to truly understand how to race properly. And this is from proper coaching. I had a coach this year who's been phenomenal and she has held me back in my racing to make sure that I start slow and steady and build during the race. And that's exactly what I did in Berlin. It's the first time I've ever had a race where I stayed at a steady, comfortable pace for the first, I'd say, 16 to 17 miles. And that I have never accomplished before because I usually go out too hard, too fast, thinking I'm going to be banking all this time because I'm going to be slower at the end. Guess what? I almost was able to maintain a steady split the entire race. Yes, the last five miles definitely got really tough and I couldn't hold it fully, but I did not drop my last 10K to the paces that I have in all the marathons I ever had before. I never hit a 10 minute mile. That was one of my goals to at least never hit that, um, which I have always had at least one 10 minute mile because I fall apart at the end of a marathon because I went out too hard. So slow and steady wins that race, whether in your running journey or your running race. But it's the same for weight loss, you guys. Slow and steady weight loss is so, so important. Fast weight loss, you want to know what that equals? It equals fast weight gain. It's the fad diet that you starved yourself. So yeah, you lost five to eight pounds in the first maybe five days, but then two weeks later, you gained it all back and then some because it's not sustainable, right? There's only one way to lose weight in a healthy, sustainable way. That's the only way. And they say that that's by losing one to two pounds per week. So just remember, if you're going on this journey and you have a goal and you want to maintain the weight that you lose, slow and steady wins the race. Do not have fear of missing out when your friend goes on that fad diet next week and you think, oh my God, she's going to lose more weight than me because she's doing it the fast way. I'm doing it the slow, life sustainable way. She's going to lose weight at first and then she's going to gain it all back. So don't worry. You don't have to have fear of missing out on the fad diet. I promise you. Now, the third similarity that I see so much is that immediate gains are normal and they happen. And then it all slows down. So when it comes to running, most people will make their fastest gains in their speed when they first start out running. So a perfect example is the very first marathon I ever ran, which was, let's see, 19 years ago. I ran it one year after my son was born. My first marathon ever, I ran in five hours and 20 minutes. Then my second marathon, several years later, I ran in four hours and 30 minutes. So that's a 40 minute cut down. That's huge. And then the next time I ran a marathon, it was closer to four. It was four hours. That's another 30 minutes off. Wow, right? But after that, it completely slows down. So I've been in the four hour, 3.55 to four hour time now for the last, I would say, four marathons. Normal, you're gonna have these large gains in the beginning and then it slows down. Same thing for weight loss. You lose the most quick weight initially, right? When you first make changes to your diet or you first make some changes to your workouts, you're generally gonna see the quickest dip on the scale. 
And then that weight loss is gonna slow down. It's normal. The body is acclimating. The body actually doesn't like to change and sometimes we have to trick it to changing, which is why when I work with my weight loss clients, when we hit these plateaus, which are normal, we have to make some changes to trick the body to let go again. But it is very normal to lose your biggest weight first and then the weight loss should continue, but it's gonna be a little slower and at a smaller rate. Totally normal. Now another comparison, number four, is that running and weight loss, they both have, guess what? A ton of variables that impact them. So with running, a million things can be why you are not getting faster. And by the way, if you're not a runner, like pretty much that's what all runners want. They just want to get faster. They wanna have their best time in a race. They wanna hit the Boston qualifying time. Most runners wanna get faster, but there's a million variables as to why you might not be getting faster. You might be overtraining. That could mean you're working out way too often or you're working out way too hard too often. You might be running all your long, run, long runs way too fast. Um, you might be doing too many intense interval days, not getting enough recovery. You're doing too fast too soon. Or maybe you're gaining too much mileage too soon. You're not doing that slow build. If you're not sleeping enough, guess what team? You're not gonna get faster. You're not gonna be able to recover without that sleep. Improper nutrition, it's going to impact your speed over time. If you're on the wrong training plan, maybe you're on a plan for an advanced runner, but you're a beginner. And again, you're thinking if I do the advanced plan, well, then I'll get there quicker. You can't cheat the system. If you're a beginner, you gotta start at the beginning. And if you're on the wrong training plan, you're not gonna get faster. Another thing that can happen is if you're just under too much stress. Because running already is a stress on the body. So then any other stress, emotional stress, work stress, financial stress, all of that impacts your body as well, makes recovering even harder, and it can play an impact. So if you are someone who's under a ton of stress, it could be interfering with your performance. Now, weight loss is the same way. There's so many variables when it comes to losing weight. And that's why I try to tell my clients, if you didn't lose weight one week, but you were fully on track and you gave 100%, it could be because your hormones are off right now. Maybe as a, a woman, maybe you're getting your period. Maybe you have your period. Did you know you could be up one to three pounds before your period or with your period? Sometimes people email me and they're like, my weight is two pounds up. I'm so upset. And my next email is usually, where are you in your menstrual cycle? And they'll say, oh, I just got it. And I'm always like, well, why didn't you tell me? Because that's clearly why you're up two pounds today. Normal, right? Think about what your period is. It's like your uterus lining is filling up with blood. So obviously you've got retention of liquid in your body. That's gonna impact the scale. So hormones, even when you're ovulating, you can be up on the scale. Hormones play a huge role. Uh, obviously, too many calories can impact the scale. Not enough calories can impact the scale, as usually see it more as a plateau. Uh, improper food logging, that's also going to be a variable that impacts your weight loss. If you're someone who's sort of like half-assing the food logging, meaning you're not really putting in every label of your exact recipe, you're just going in and picking something in the log that somebody else put down for enchiladas. That's a very different, like standard enchiladas in one of these MyFitnessPal or Lose It apps 
versus the actual enchiladas you ate could be a hundred percent different. So not doing accurate food logging is definitely a variable that will impact your weight. Stress, same thing as in running, stress will impact your weight because when we're under stress, we release cortisol and cortisol will make weight loss even harder. Not getting enough sleep is also going to impact weight loss because we secrete weight loss hormones while we're sleeping. Overtraining will definitely impact weight loss as well. Not working out enough. So the opposite of overtraining is like, you're like, yeah, I only got two workouts in this week. Well, two workouts is probably not gonna cut it for weight loss if that's your goal. As we often talk about as well, sodium levels will impact the scale. So there's a ton of variables that impact performance and impact weight loss. So it's not always just some simple equation where I can give you an exact calorie amount and it's magic. Just like my coach for running, she cannot give me an exact plan with an exact pace that's gonna be magic because there's too many variables that go along with it. So be willing to go with the flow and and your coach should be changing things as things are happening. That's part of the process. Number five, would be for um, weight loss and marathon comparison, not hitting your goal time for running or your weight goal, that's not a waste of time. So let me, let me rephrase that. So many people think that if they don't hit their marathon time goal, that they've wasted the last four to five months. Or they say, oh, I just spent five to 10 weeks in a weight loss program and I didn't hit my weight loss goal, so I've wasted my time all these weeks. That is absolutely not true. You've got to get out of your head when it comes to thinking that way. So with running, not hitting your goal time does not mean you have failed. I have been trying to hit the Boston qualifying goal time for I can't tell you how many years. <laughs> Maybe like, like let's see, uh, the last six of eight, the last six of eight marathons, I've been trying to hit the BQ and I have never hit it. Does that mean I failed? Does that mean I'm a terrible person? I'm a terrible runner? I'm a terrible athlete? No, I just, I set big goals for myself and I haven't hit it yet, but it's not, a waste of time. Every time I train for a marathon, I learn so much. I learn about running. I learn about my form. I learn about how to handle the mental edge of all of it. Uh, There's so much to learn in running and I'm always getting stronger and more fit. So that is not a waste of time. Even in this last marathon, I did not hit the Boston qualifying time. I'm close, but I did not hit it. I did not fail. I do not feel like I failed. I actually ran the second fastest marathon of all my eight, and that's at age 50, so I'm feeling pretty good about that. But it's not a fail if I gave 100% effort, learned a lot, got strong, got super fit, and know what I need to do for the next time, right? Not a fail at all. Weight loss is the same. If you don't hit your goal weight in the time frame you want it, but you completely changed how you eat. You eat totally healthy, you eat totally balanced, you're eating fruit now, you're eating vegetables, you're so healthy, you're working out consistently, you're taking active recovery days, you're working out hard on some of the days but not all of the days, you're cross training. How could that be a fail for you and your body? 
So many things to celebrate. It can't all be about this one number on the scale. You have to see everything along the way as part of that overall journey. And you have to celebrate all these non-scale victories. It's so important that you see there's so many things to be proud of and that there's so many things you're, you are accomplishing even if it's not showing up just on the scale. So whether it's your run goal time or the number on the scale, please don't ever think that you're wasting your time. If you're getting closer to your goal, you're, you're keep on going. Where does it put you five months from now if you keep going? Where does it put you five months from now if you give up? Probably you'll gain weight five months from now, right? If you completely give up. So just keep going. Number six, this is a really good one. I learned this one over and over again. If you believe you cannot, if you believe you can't, right? Then you can't. I definitely think that in the years ago, I did not believe I could hit the marathon times I needed to hit to qualify for Boston. Now, I will say this. There is a benefit of aging. (laughs) Your Boston qualifying time goes down. It gets slower because we're getting older. And I always thought, well, I'll just be able to BQ so easily when I turn 50 because, you know, the time is slower. But sadly, they know what they're doing because we are all generally getting a little slower as we get older. Although I just ran my second fastest marathon of eight, so I guess I can't say that quite yet. But if you believe you can't, I'm certain that you can't. And this was probably the first marathon out of all of them that I thought, oh my gosh, maybe I can. Because all of my races up until this point were showing on a calculator that my marathon time could actually be the Boston qualifying time. That was the first time that's ever happened. It was like, okay, now that I've aged up, my BQ time's a little slower. My current half marathon times say I can do it. I've never had a coach yet tell me that they didn't think I could do it. And I think a coach, at least the coaches that I pick, I have very good coaches in the past, um, they would tell me if that time was out of my reach, but they all thought that I could do it. But if you don't think you could do it, if I didn't think I could do it, then I know it can't be done, right? This was the first time that I believed I could do it. Now, I didn't hit it, but again, it was the closest I've probably been yet. No, it absolutely was the closest I've been to my BQ time. The same goes for weight loss. I had a client recently and she sort of said, um, I want to get below this weight, but I really don't believe I can because I never really have before in so long that I feel like this is just where my body wants to be. And I tried to explain to her that whether she believes she can or she can't, her body can do anything really. But by thinking that way, you are definitely preventing yourself and you're probably not consciously going to sabotage yourself to not hit that weight. Maybe she's going to eat extra bites here and there. Maybe there's a fear of losing the weight and getting to that next level. So many things could be the reason. But I really explained to her, she can, she can easily drop below that weight, even though it's been a struggle in the past. Well, she's dropped below that weight now, and I think she's so fired up at this point because she sees that anything is possible. That's pretty exciting. And that this is because she's taken action on her health and she's choosing to do it every single day. Even if she has a bad day, she gets back on track and, and is really and truly doing amazing because she now believes that she can do this. So don't ever, uh, don't ever underestimate the power of your mind because if you tell yourself you can't, then I promise you, you can't. 
Number seven, here's a good one. If you don't listen to your coach, whether it's for running or weight loss, guess what? It's a waste of everybody's time. Now, I say this because as a runner, when my coach gives me a workout, um, especially uh, I, I give all my workouts 100% effort. I think you all know that about me. I'm that kind of person. I may not always hit the pace that my coach wants me to hit, but it wasn't for lack of trying. But if you don't listen to your coach, it's a waste of time. I bring this up because my coach wanted me to go out at a much slower time for this marathon than I wanted to go out because my fear was that if I went out that slow, there was no way I could be faster at the end of the marathon. Reality is most people cannot negative split a marathon. It's pretty hard to do. A half marathon is one thing, but those final five mile, five to six miles in a marathon, they're pretty brutal. And so I said to her, look, I'm afraid if I go out that slow, it's game over. I won't be able to go out faster than that. So we talked about it. She goes, well, we need to do, we need to make, you know, we need to find a happy medium. I want you to feel like you can do this and be successful. And I want to make sure I set you up for success. So we met a little in the middle and she said, okay, so go out a tad faster than I want you to, but then you're going to pick it up at this point, but you're going to wait, blah, 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 blah. Well, like a week before the marathon, I'm like, you know, trying to psych myself up and how, you know, you try to replay in your head what you're going to do. And honestly, part of me was like, should I go out a little harder than she said? Because I'll bank some time. That's what we all think as a runner. But just so you know, banking time, it just, it doesn't work. (laughs) Um, But we all think that, right? And so then I realized, I said, you know what, if I don't follow her exact plan, right now, I, I've, then I have literally wasted her last four to five months. Because if I don't do what she says right now, then we won't know if it worked or didn't work. And so next time we won't know what to change. And that's a lot of months to be working for your final day and then to just blow off what your coach told you to do. So I did exactly what she said to do um, and it worked. It, it was my best race ever. Now, how does that play with weight loss? Well. If you're not going to make the changes your coach wants you to make, you're wasting your time and you're wasting their time. Now, I would say it happens rarely because if you're here to lose weight, if someone comes to me and I'm their coach, generally they want to make changes because what they're doing isn't working. And that's what I try to remind them. But some people don't want to change. They're really set in their ways and they'll they'll come back and they'll fight against the things I want them to do. Like they don't want to eat breakfast when they wake up or, you know, they don't want to do this or they don't want to do that or they can't eat this. And it's like this constant battle of me telling them what I think they should do and them saying, but I don't want to do it that way. And then you have to remember that what you were doing wasn't working. And that's why you got a coach. So be open to listening to your coach. And if you trust your coach, then just give in and do all the things that make you so uncomfortable that you don't want to do and see if it works. What do you have to lose? Again, what you were doing wasn't working. So don't keep doing what wasn't working. Be willing to try something new. And then with my clients, it's like, okay, we tried it. We tried it my way and it didn't work. So now I know what to change. But when we do it your way and it doesn't work, I can't tell you what to change other than what I already told you and you didn't want to do it. So listen to your coach 
Mostly so you don't waste your own time. I don't want you to waste your own time by continuing to do the things that weren't working. Number eight, here's a funny one. Looking at your watch every minute while running, do you want to know what that's compared to for weight loss? It's like looking at the scale every single day. Okay, so what do I mean? Well, if you're a runner and you're like most of us, even myself, you want to just keep checking your pace. Am I on pace? Am I on pace? But if you literally keep looking at your watch like every minute, your pace changes from second to second. Like you can't hold an exact steady pace the entire time. So you're sort of better off going by your half mile. Look at the half mile or look at the mile. But by looking every five seconds, it's just making you crazy. And I've definitely learned that over the years because sometimes... Sometimes you can be on a street where the GPS is just not catching. And I sort of know where that area is in my area right now because I'm always, I'll look down and I'll say I'm going so slow and I know I'm not going that fast, but then I pick up the pace because it tells me I'm going slow and then I'm so winded. And then all of a sudden it says I'm going too fast. And before you know it, I've just like thrown everything off and I would have just been better if I had gone my pace and looked at the watch at the half mile or the mile instead of every 10 seconds, right? Same thing for weighing in. If you're going to weigh in every single day, please be okay with the fact that you will see the scale go up on some days by one or two pounds potentially and down on some days by one or two pounds. And if you're okay with that and you know that that's a normal shift and you're not going to get discouraged on the day you get on the scale and it says you're two pounds up, then it's fine. But I generally think you should weigh in twice a week max because it's going to make you crazy. It makes most people crazy. They just, they can't get over it and then they want to throw in the towel if they see the weight go up. But the body has so many variables with the hormones and the sodium and the stress and the sleep and blah, blah, blah. It goes on and on that you can't check daily. It's just not worth it. So I recommend always weigh in on Mondays after the weekend, weigh in on Fridays before the weekend hits. I think it's a great way to see if you're on track before any bad eating might happen, but don't weigh in daily. And then number nine, I wanna tell you this right now. If your running program is causing you so much stress every time you go to work out, like you look at your workout and then you're like, oh my God, I'm not gonna hit those paces and you can't sleep the night before because you're totally stressed about it, that's not gonna work out. Like if you're so stressed, about the workouts, something needs to change. Same for your weight loss. If you're getting on the scale every week and you're terrified and you're stressed about it and you're not gonna sleep the night before and the program, whatever program you might be on is causing you more stress, that is not a great sign. You don't wanna be doing anything that causes you stress. So it can either be resolved a couple ways. One, Take a chill pill <laughs> and just realize that all of this is not life or death. Like hitting your Boston qualifying time is not life or death. If that's your only problem in life, well, you've got a really good life, right? You don't need to stress about hitting paces in a workout. You're going to go out there and you're going to give it your best. And you're going to give it your best for that day. And that might be different than another day. But as long as you go out there and you give it your best, don't stress about it. It's fine. You're good. No matter what you achieve, you went out and you did your best. If you went and gave your week the best you had with nutrition and exercise and your scale is up that day and know it's disappointing, but you should just be like, okay, well, I did everything right. So now it just means we're going to shift something. 
and that's it. It doesn't have to make you feel bad or that you failed or that you lost time. No, it's just that it might be time to switch something. Again, a plateau happens. A plateau is more than one week though. I want you to know that as well. Like you might be the same weight for a couple weeks. It happens. And then all of a sudden you might drop four to five pounds the next week. You gotta be willing to hang in there. But don't stress over it. And if you are, and it's just becoming more negative than positive, then you either need to change your coach if you wanna keep going with running, or change your coach if you wanna keep going with weight loss, but maybe that particular program isn't working for you, and that's okay. There's other coaches, there's other ways, there's other things, but just make sure that you are happy and not feeling stress from these things because that that's not a way of life as well. And then the last thing is, the last comparison between these great and incredible journeys of weight loss and marathon training, Um, And this one's hard to do because it almost happened to me. But I want you to know that it's okay to reevaluate your goals. And it's okay to change your goals along the way. It's not a sign of failure. It's a sign of being realistic and it's a sign of setting proper expectations. And that is better than feeling defeated daily. So an example is that I definitely struggled this summer with my training. And as the summer progressed, I was starting to feel like I wasn't getting faster, but more that it was just, it was taking me too much energy to hold my paces. And we knew that the heat and the humidity was a big factor. I've also been under a lot of stress this summer, and we'll talk about that soon, but it's been a lot of life changes um, happening in my world. And so I just had a lot going on this summer. And so at one point, I felt like marathon pace just felt like too much work. And that's not what you want because a marathon is 26.2 miles. So if a marathon goal pace is feeling like a ton of work, then I think, you know, we can't hold it for 26.2 miles. And my coach said, well, it might be time to reevaluate your goal. And I feel like when she said that, it was like a stake through my heart. It was like, no, I have this goal. I want this goal time. Like, I don't think I'm that far from it. And it was like, it was so hard for me to hear her say that. And then I said to her, I, I don't want to. I think it's the heat. You know, I really, I don't want to change my goal. And she said, don't worry then. We're not going to. It's great to have big goals. Let's just keep going. But I thought it was important that she said that, that we might need to reevaluate the goal. And I even knew in my heart, I might need to. Now, thankfully, we didn't. And I'm glad we didn't because when I got to Berlin and it was in the 50s and I had my race shoes on that are super light, I felt fantastic at marathon goal pace. So I'm super glad we didn't, but I knew that that it was a possibility. And if we did have to, then we did have to because the end result was getting to the finish line. I'm not training all of this to just like not get to that finish line in Berlin. So that was the most important thing. But the same goes for weight loss. Sometimes people come to me and they're like, I wanna lose 20 pounds. Great, we get started and we get to the 10 pound mark and then it starts to get tough. Like it's gonna be slow and you can get there, but it's gonna take time. And sometimes people are like, I feel, I'm starting to feel deprived. Like I can't go out with my friends, I can't do this. And I say to them, it's okay to stay at this weight because you're at a healthy weight. Half the people who come to me are at a very healthy weight. 
Um, some people need to lose weight for their health and some people come to me and it's more of those vanity pounds. So that's when I say, let's reevaluate your goal right now. Like, do you really need to lose 10 more pounds? Like if you could continue to eat with your friends and maintain this weight and just not feel deprived, would that maybe be a better quality of life? And so it's important to reevaluate your goals sometimes. It's not a sign of failure and it's better than feeling defeated or deprived at all times. So please always know that no matter what the journey, it is okay to reevaluate and make changes along the way. You have to be able to congratulate yourself, everyone, for the accomplishments along the way, not just the end result, whether you're running a race or whether you're trying to lose weight. There's so many variables, or I should say victories in between that are not just about that number not hitting your goal by a certain date, or not hitting your time of a race, doesn't mean you failed. It means you get to keep working on it, and there's things you can change and things you can adjust, and you don't have to give up. I just really wanna encourage all of you to take on the big goals. Don't be afraid of them. Like, you can be a little afraid. Sometimes my goals, I'm like, ooh, it kinda scares me. But don't be so afraid that you won't take on the goal, right? Don't be afraid that you're not going to reach them. Just first get started. See how it goes. There's going to be ups. There's going to be downs. There's going to be peaks. There's going to be valleys. But if something is important to you, just promise me, don't ever, ever give up. Personally, I think giving up on weight loss is so unfortunate if you're truly overweight and it's impacting your health. Because I never want you to give up on your health. It's only getting harder as you age to lose weight and take action on your health, right? So just don't give up. Keep pushing forward. Even if you have a bad day or a bad weekend or you go on vacation, get back on track after and you can keep it going. And I suppose the same thing is true for running. I mean, certainly as we age, it's not getting easier. We're not getting faster most of the time. It's definitely a lot of work, but I just want you to put it all in perspective. If you're out there, if you're doing your best, if you're giving your all, Try to enjoy the journey, everyone, because this is called our life. And I just want you to be happy through all of it. Um, And just knowing that you're giving full effort means it's always going to be worth it. So I hope that inspires you, whether you're on your weight loss journey, your marathon journey, or maybe a little bit of both, either one. I hope it definitely gives you that inspiration to keep going, to never quit, to understand that there always will be ups, there will be downs, slow days, good days, not good days, but you can always make the best of it. Everybody, this is the Earn That Body podcast. I am always here to bring you fitness, nutrition, and health information and inspiration that you can put into play right away. For more information about Kim Eagle's online programs, go to earnthatbody.com or check out Earn That Body on all forms of social media, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube.